Hi, everybody. Today, uh, I'd like you to meet David Schwartz, the CEO and owner of Franchise Click. David, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Lance. How are you this morning? I am good. Well, I would like to get um, your insights and maybe some action items that people can learn from you. But before we get started, I want people to understand your company. Um, can you talk about Franchise Click and what you guys do? Yeah, so Franchise Click, we're one of the top lead generation companies in the franchise space. Um, I've been in the franchise space for 24 years. I'm a CFD, um, probably one of the only two lead providers in the franchise space who actually is serious enough to actually go out and, and get a CFD and take the lead generation business very seriously. Um, I've been in the space. We launched our first business in 2008, uh, which was Franchise Click. We've got five other properties. We've got FranchiseBuy.com, VeteransFranchise.com multi-unifranchise.com, callverifiedleads.com. And we use those platforms as a lead generation network to drive leads for franchisors and a lot of franchise consultants every day. Um, but our our company provides uh, call verified leads for, for those franchise consultants or franchisors that are looking for higher level leads. Um, with that said, our call centers here in Charleston, uh, they're actually an IFA supplier called Call Experts. We've been working with them for over 15 years. And those, and Having those types of resources allows us to yield over six to seven hundred franchise campaigns every day. Mm -hmm. I know that I've worked with you guys for many years. Um, uh, always, uh, always been happy with it. You know uh, what I have found though is is that uh, I always get a good set of leads. I went back and looked at my records. I think I typically buy about a hundred leads at a time, and and that is just because you never know which ones are going to go through. And uh, and I've also learned that I have to communicate. I have to um, I'll, I'll I'll reach out to I work with Guy. I'll reach out with Guy um, once or twice a week when I'm first dialing it in until they're going the way I need them to work. You know, the responsiveness of the leads. And then if I see a change, I'll communicate with Guy right away. Uh, and that communication allows him to adapt and change. And it's it's always worked well. I would be um, terrified to think how it would have been if I wouldn't have communicated with them and just let it roll, you know? So I think it's yeah. essential. So dialing in, this is something we take very seriously. So we've developed years ago, something called a smart system and the smart system is a, uses algorithms. If you want to call it that to try to dial it in directly for clients, it starts with geography, financials, types of backgrounds, um, investment levels, net worths, um, occupational backgrounds, and what we try to even brands and, and a lot of different areas. And what we try to do is we try to dial it in to start with. So you're getting your leads from certain states, the right financials, right type of person. And then as we evolve, we want a client to come to us and give us the types of people you like to work with, salespeople who like to work with C-level executives in transition. We like to work with people who've looked at fish window cleaning or some brand that they are comfortable with or know a lot about or have good success with. So we try to, every day, we, our smart system is what fulfills clients and it will only fulfill the way it's, it's scheduled from the start. So if there's certain people you don't like working with, if you're saying, I don't want to work West Coast or this, we need to make sure that that is working correctly. And if it's not, we end up doing things by hand. And you mentioned working with Guy, like a lot of times for Lance, we would dial it in saying, all right, we're just going to pull your leads directly. We're going to get somebody to work with Lance one-on-one. -on -one. Typically, if you just set it up correctly from the start, 
it'll work it'll work very well correctly it'll be dialed in as much as possible but sometimes it's it, sometimes it doesn't and we have to really communicate like i'm getting leads from west coast or in areas that are can't even open a franchise can we can we dial that in a little bit more so we'll do whatever it takes to get a client exactly what they're looking for we just need to know right and and have you noticed differences in how leads are responding nowadays versus the past? Well, they're probably not responding as much as they did in the past. I think that's something that we hear industry-wise. Um, mm -hmm. I think with leads, they it's tough when you get – one of the things I think that you should communicate on every level with a lead, but it's tough when you get a call, an email, and a text within a few minutes. It's a lot of engagement. It's the correct engagement because if they're interested – they should respond back and they should want to engage. That's why they looked at it in the first place. But mm -hmm. it, typically sometimes because of all this information people are getting to say is because information is more readily available. They just don't respond as quickly and as much as we want to these days. Mm -hmm. And have you seen um, uh, how leads might respond um, differently to different franchise companies like do they have other processes out there that are more effective than others you know well you know typically when you talk to a franchise consultant they always say like we don't want to talk with people who are looking at food brands or food concepts because their wheelhouse is generally like you know home service man in a truck senior care health and beauty and typically most people out there are looking for a food brand. They just are. It's about 60, 70%. They, most of the time, unless you're in the fitness industry or you have a real healthy lifestyle, which is very popular this, these days, most people, they got into franchising because they pulled into a, a Schlotzky's or a Teriyaki Madness, and they thought it was interesting. They thought they could run that type of business. And that's what got them kind of just engaged to start with. So typically you'll see, we, we see those trends as not changing too much. And as much as people think that they're not opening restaurants, they're opening tons of restaurants. I know that from our multi-unit focus, there's tons of restaurants being opened. There's tons in development. They're constantly, re, they're constantly redeveloping their, um, their systems to be a smaller footprint. And that's just where candidates originate from, you know, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Isn't it about the number of franchisees somewhere around 60, 70% food and fitness? In general, um, I don't know if it's that higher because there's a lot of people looking for low cost opportunities too. anything under 25, mm -hmm. some of the vending concepts, you know, the, the naturals to go in some of those brands there. There's a lot of people looking to add something to what they're doing. So whether mm -hmm. it's an absentee owner, something absentee ownership that's could really give them a secondary income or second, you know, secondary level of, um, you know, of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And um so I've, I've heard, I, you know, people talk about different lead sources and they're like, oh, they're always looking for, like you've said in the past, the, the golden goose. And, and you know, at, as, as I was working with clients too, you're always looking for, are there better leads somewhere? Um, I have always found that uh, if I can have somebody contact me that knows me, that wants to talk to me or get a referral, it's great. But I can't count on that. I found stability in just um, having a source, you know, multiple lead sources, but having a source where I could actually just buy leads and they come in on clockwork. And that really stabilized uh, my business. Are you uh, seeing that is kind of like the the thread as people are 
uh, hunting for, you know, the perfect opportunity or the perfect lead or, uh, but then they come back because then they run out of deals. So everybody likes who they're comfortable with. So when we get a new franchise consultant, if they've been using a source that has a little bit different style than ours, and I can give you an example, like, um, there's a lot of non-verified lead sources in the space and they get a lead that's came from a brand that they picked and it comes from the same two brands. So they only have to think about those two brands, but they, the leads aren't qualified. They may get some great leads here and there, but they're not qualified. And that's just a different way of doing things. And we actually do those things as well. Um, and then you get somebody else who's been using a source that they spend a lot of time talking about that person, like Lance Hood's going to be, you know, we're going to be, connect you with Lance Hood directly. Lance is a great guy. If you see his phone number, it's XYZ. And they're expecting a call from Lance Hood. Whether it works out or not, it's different. And that that's a different style. And then there's groups that transition leads and it's just people in corporate America looking at, or need to or transition or thinking about transitioning themselves outside of corporate America. It's a different style. And if you're comfortable only with that style and you come to us and we're like, well, we can do all those different things but you got to do it their way or, or our way. And it's all about what you're comfortable with. So engaging people to come you know, work with us, sometimes they've just been doing the same thing over and over that they just don't want to do anything different. Mm-hmm. And I get, and I understand that you, you kind of just get comfortable with, you know, the provider you've been using for years, you know what it's going to produce on average every year. And that's what you do. What should people know and understand when it comes to acquiring and um, converting leads? Because we all get leads, but I think that there should be a way for people to have a little better understanding how to take that lead and put it into a closed deal, because that's what they're looking for. And what have you learned about helping people close the leads once they get them? You know, the fact of the matter is they're going to close a certain percent of those people. A lot of the, a lot of the things that we feel are are out of our control or even the franchise consultants control. You've got the lead itself. And you talked about earlier on having somebody who's in a position or they've got something coming up in their life that has stalled or has put this on the back burner. So you have the, the candidate itself. You've got the franchise door as well. That's got to all line up. There's, and there's certain things There could be financing. There could be certain things that are out of your control. You just have to go to the next person. You have to have a pipeline continuously going as long as you have a consistent pipeline of qualified people, it's going to produce those deals. It's just, I hate to say the numbers game because everybody wants to close as few lead, at a number of few leads as possible. You just have to have a pipeline and everything will work its way out. Some people will unengage, re-engage, and it's just, that's just, it's just life. Right. I found for me, you need to call people right away, but but not like instantly. Uh, I, I know that somebody had some research that, you know, you're supposed to call them within seconds, but I have found for me that when I call people within about 10 minutes of receiving the lead, and then I text them after I hang up, um, that yeah. works for me. Uh, sometimes if I would call them immediately, it sometimes they seemed a little surprised or it threw them off. Um, you know, yeah. that's just me, but it seemed like they were a little jarred from it. And then if you wait too long, then, you know, you don't know if these people are filling out forms everywhere on the internet and then somebody else is going to get in. But that seemed to be about a good time frame. Have you heard any feedback from people uh, on what works for them? So if 
you know, we do run portals, but if they're doing like portal leads and they're afraid that somebody submitted for other opportunities, you know, other brands, they want to be the first to market because maybe a consultant or a franchise is there. So they don't want to be the third caller. Again, working with a call verified lead, you're actually, they've gone through that process with us. They understand somebody that's going to be giving them a call. We go through that very directly, provide a recording of us doing that. So those people are more engaged. They understand what's going to happen next. There's no guessing. There's no guesswork like, I'm going to call them, you know, we've already done the initial outreach, which produces mm -hmm. a different conversation to start with. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to uh, brokers, uh, what are some things that you've seen brokers do that you think has led them to be more successful? Um, that's a good question. I think it depends upon, you know, people have more experience you know, generally, whether it's in franchising, like there's some franchise consultants who've been in franchising before. So they have a they have a background and they understand the process, FTDs, I-19s. They under, they've worked leads in franchising before. So experience plays a big key in that. But um, getting better leads, again, is, is the key. It, it just, it really is. There's some groups that will actually want their consultants to get like starter leads, like just get leads so you get comfortable. And you don't give a person who's been in business for 35 years, who's got a strong business acumen, who's getting into this, you don't want to give him like starter leads. You want to give him good leads so he get, gets more confident, who gets more control of his business to get people in his pipeline faster rather than just kind of breaking the ice and trying to figure this out. Just get in, get better leads, get response, get going. But experience is, is huge. Uh, if you have experience working leads, if they have some type of sales background, that's huge um, because they, they, kind of understand this is a very sales driven industry and you've got to, you know, you've got to really work people, um, you know, as, as sometimes as, as aggressively as possible. Right. And, and I found for myself is, is that I don't like to do things really slow because if it's something that you're new and you're, you're not good at, or you might be nervous about, if you yeah. do it infrequently, you, you, one, you don't get the traction to get really good, but two, if it's something that you're nervous about, then you're always nervous every time you come back. But if you do a lot of them at once, you don't have a chance to get re-nervous again. It almost just becomes like a Tuesday. It, it becomes yeah. old news to you and you get used to it. So I, I agree with you. I think that for me personally, I've with everything I've done, I've just when I decide, I, I just go for it and, and do it. You know, and if somebody does have too many leads, you can ask to slow them down, you know, but but you guys as a habit you know, uh, have people do it at a reasonable pace anyway, versus uh, the people that have the bad habit of always working with the next lead and they don't follow up with the existing leads. And so they don't turn their existing leads into as much because they just keep calling the next one. So one lead a day is our preference because we took the time to qualify the person. So they are more qualified than, than everything else. So a typical portal lead, you're going to have to build that pipeline. You know, you're going to have to get people qualified yourself and have them mm -hmm. go through that process. What are some things that you've noticed about franchise companies that uh, that tend to be more successful uh, than other franchise companies? What are some things about them that you think stand out so we can all kind of pay attention to that? Um, how they handle their leads. So it starts with their CRM. You know, do they... A lot, of a lot of companies will actually use CRMs to do some of the initial heavy lifting. And if they get too many leads, you need you need some support. 
sometimes they don't have the manpower to do that. So CRM is huge, making sure that leads are at least getting connected, dripped on, getting an initial email, uh, seeing which ones open, those types of things. But it starts there. And then it starts with the staff. Again, I go by experience. Um, one thing that's great about the franchise space, a lot of people have tremendous experience. They've got experience working leads. They've got experience in knowing brands. And I think the more educated people are about you know, what they're trying to sell, it makes it a lot easier for them to engage people and obviously close people at the end of the day. But I think it starts with experience and, and CRMs. Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you, David. I appreciate it. You know, if, um, I've always, uh, over the years, I've used your leads. It's always been profitable for me. Uh, but I really work with them and communicate with you guys. Uh, anybody that wants to work with David, we have a link next to this video here. You can go there and uh, connect with David's team. Uh, David, do you have anything else that you want to leave everybody with? Um, like I said, there's lots of opportunity that's out there. Um, you know, we um, we like to be we like to think that there's a, there, everybody be optimistic about the future. Um, I think the franchising, what we've seen this year. The amount of activity we've seen with franchise consultants, with franchise wars, I think there's a lot of good things that are going to happen, obviously, in the next few years. I think we're going to see a real boom in people looking to start businesses. So um, I think um, I appreciate your time today. Like I said, I wish everybody the best. And uh, I appreciate you setting this up.